At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey folks, this is Jason Lewis, the producer of the From the Shadows podcast. I just want to remind you about our website, fromtheshadowspodcast.com. We have a Facebook page. We would appreciate it if you like and follow. Also, join our discussion group on Facebook called After the Shadows. We have a Twitter feed. Please follow us on Twitter. It can be found at podcast underscore from. Follow us on Instagram at From the Shadows Podcast. We have a YouTube channel. Go to the search bar of YouTube and put From the Shadows Podcast and please subscribe to that channel. We are also on the Odyssey Radio Network and we can be found there at odyssey1.com. We're still on the traditional podcatchers that everybody loves to listen to us on. We get a lot of feedback, so please rate the podcast and communicate with uh, whether you're on Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or Google Podcasts. We're there, and we appreciate it when you leave comments for us. We also have a Patreon page. It can be found at www patreon.com forward slash from the shadows you can receive books stickers coffee mugs and special content just for our patreon subscribers check it out for yourself and see what packages that we have to offer that's all i have for you right now folks and thanks for being a part of the from the shadows podcast family so with that being said let's get this episode started so Howler, how was your weekend? Pretty good. It's still going on. It's still it's still going on. It's still going on. Yeah, I think so. I don't. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. Well, I um, I you know I know you're down there in the Ozarks and you don't know um, the uh, lay of the land up here in Ohio so much, but I got to go to a, a pretty cool island today. Um, yeah. And uh, called Kelly's Island. I think it's probably I think it's probably one of the biggest islands 
in fresh water in the world, I think. Serious? Yeah, I think so. Oh, you can Google uh, it up, I suppose. Um anyway, what what's so cool about it? It's just a cool it's just a cool um it's just a cool island. It's not a huge party place. It's kind of like a little laid back island or whatever. We used to go there when I was a kid and and the thing I noticed was um I saw a couple deer and and we got to talking about it and the guy that we were there said that uh um wasn't as a couple years ago now i couldn't verify the story but that poachers illegally of course that's goes hand in hand with poaching got like 300 deer off the island and uh before they got before they got caught and the deer population is uh um been decimated so to speak but then again you know how long is it going to take those deer without people really hunting them to well i mean when did they supposedly the poachers supposedly do it um i i don't know like i said i couldn't verify the story maybe at the turn of the century but i mean my no gosh, just a couple most, of years just a couple of years just I a couple would say years ago it was, if it's like the deer you know I've, I've it's probably the poachers were government sharpshooters you know, they hire them down here at Lake Ozark for village of four seasons. I better, I shouldn't even say that every few years to, to, to thin them out. They come in there with, they start baiting them for about two weeks and they come in there with silencers and take a bunch of them out. Cause, cause it's just too many. It's <laughs> too many. I mean, there's, it's got yeah. a browse line. It's crazy. Um, I, in my old job, I worked, I was assigned to some, uh, old government installations. Most of them got real big high fences to keep people out not to keep the deer in but to keep people out one of them i was assigned to in new jersey is about 3600 acres and uh, it was an old world war ii naval air station so they always said there was on it could be unexploded ordnance out there which i don't know about that but whatever and yes they had a contract come in there prior to 9-11 they would open it up to bow hunting so they would they would have x amount of bow hunters per acre or whatever and they could take a safety test and and come out there and shoot them but after 9 11 the government said nope we're doing some you know there might some of them terrorists might disguise themselves as bow hunters and take the safety test and infiltrate the site oh, so geez. there'll be no hunting <laughs> well what happened is there's so many deer a few years later <laughs> they do like everything they get a big government contract and the contracts went out there and shot them in the middle of the night and buried them with tobacco but oh jeez, you're not supposed to talk about that Okay, well, let's, we won't talk about that. So the ones I... that are sharpshooted around here where I live now, they they go through, they get processed, and the food is donated to food pantries or homeless shelters or whatnot, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The story was these poachers were taking the deer, and they, uh, I don't know how much they were getting per deer for for, for the meat, but uh, it must have been a substantial amount for because it sounded like they got in pretty big trouble. Although, like I said, I'm going to try to do some research and verify the story because it seems like, un, like seems unbelievable that somebody could go into this island and just like you can only get there by ferry. That's what I mean. You know? Did they sneak in there in a boat or canoe? No, they just went over as you know, you know regular. And and just went in and, and poached these deer and then either took them back on a trailer or, you know, in a box truck or who knows. 
I mean, we put we got off the we got off the ferry this morning, and there was a semi uh, cement mixer getting ready to get back on the ferry to go back to the mainland. So he had already been there this morning. So all kinds of stuff are going going over on that ferry. So, I mean, how many how many dead deer could you throw in the back of a cement mixer? <laughs> if that was I, your... I guess <laughs> I, you know, it just depends. Was DOT going to weigh them, or did they just get to take it? I don't know. That's I don't know. Joke. I don't know. I'm just, I'm trying to figure <laughs> this thing out because. Yeah. 3000 acres. You know, what's funny. I think I got some pictures of this. I used to fly a lot. And when you fly out of Minneapolis to, I think Hartford and maybe New York, you go straight, they go, they, you know, they, when you're yeah. flying commercial like that, they fly like Minneapolis to uh, Milwaukee, Milwaukee to over what we call Cleveland Center, Cleveland, and then Cleveland to you know what I mean. You get handed off, and and I I drew you know it's right here by Sandusky, isn't it? Power plant. Yeah, yeah, it's right yeah, next yeah. to so, uh, so, Putin Yeah, Bay. I used to when I'd sit by the window, I'd always look out and and um, and just gawk, you know. I killed a big deer this last week. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, uh, it sounds like it might be an interesting story. <laughs> well, I killed him with my truck, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> did you, you didn't get to tag him. Well, as a matter I, of no, speaking, I tagged him with my her. It was a her. You know what's funny is I was driving up the highway, and I I passed. You know, all this stuff happens so fast. Your brain processes all this stuff. I passed this square body truck stop and, and your listeners know square body Chevys will know what I'm talking about. But my brother had been hot rodding around all weekend in an old Chevy short bed. And I thought maybe it was him. So I was looking in my rear view mirror, my side view mirror, picking up my phone to call him. Uh, there was a square body truck parked on the road with a hood up and I, it was in the morning and I thought, is that my brother broke down? And I was going to call him to do two things gloat because he'd been hot rodding all weekend and ask him if he needed help. And as I was doing all that, I was looking at my side mirror. There was a car beside me right about my bedside. There's the new, they put wires, those big cables up the median everywhere here. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I'm, I'm looking at my, and I always wear a Bluetooth headset, but I was, but I still need to dial my phone. Right. So I got phone side view mirror, rear view mirror, brother, all this stuff going on. I look up, and about the time I seen her, I hit her. I, I think I hit the brakes a little bit, but not for sure much. But I vividly remember her ear was over the top of my hood. Like she was trying, I think what she was trying to do is jump over that wire. You know? Oh, I got you. Yeah. And yeah. instantly I felt like, you know, if you watch any of the World War II plane movies or, uh, uh, or, uh, some of them when the when the plane takes damage, it gets a you know when the when the Luftwaffe shoots your radiator out, you immediately get residue on your windscreen. Um, I immediately had stuff on my window, my windshield, and I thought, is that is that um, guts? Brains? Well, it wasn't what? guts, but I, 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 I was hoping it was guts, but then I thought, why moisture? I immediately thought radiator. I pulled over to the side. I looked around, walked around my truck, and 
my truck's bleeding out right there on the highway. She's bleeding out. So I jump in, and I told you I had my Bluetooth in and my phone in my hand. I was talking to a friend of mine, but I was about to put him on hold so I could see if that was called my brother. And, she went, and they go, what was that? And I said, dude, I just hit this deer that hard. I said, yes. So I said, I got to call you back. And, and right up the road, about three quarters of a mile is a Dollar General store. So I jump back in. I mean, this truck is leaking. Right. So I jumped in it and took off before I, you know what I mean? And I got almost, so I got to make a left-hand turn. So as I'm, as I'm ramping, my low coolant light comes on. I drive it to two, it's a 2002 GMC 2500 HD, just an old Chevy truck, a GMC truck. And, but my low fuel coolant light starts coming. So I whipped into this Dollar General and I backed into this spot in an open parking lot. So imagine a giant parking lot, and I'm and I'm I'm in the first spot, and there's 25 spots beside me. Yep. There's the, You're the only, only one. The only one there. You're trying I'm to. The only other person in the parking lot. The only other person in the parking lot is a fat gal chain smoking cigarettes out by the ice machine. And I jump out and she goes, <laughs> did you hit a deer? <laughs> and I wanted to say, no, I was a possum armadillo in Texas armadillos. Of course I hit a deer lady. She, I said, Hey, I'm going to call a tow truck. Can I just sit here for a second? And she goes, yeah. And I walked in. If you just said, no, I hit, he was about six is some guy. He was about six, two. Yeah. I wanted to know the homeless dude down there, but the damn, <laughs> grocery cart he was pushing broke my radiator so then i walked in i bought a pepsi and a king-size kit kat hold on i opened my phone i text my brother and say what's so-and-so's i forgot about him broke down we know a guy i went to high school with his son has a tow truck you know several tow trucks got a tow operation and i texted my brother to say hey where's so-and-so's well, i'll just say it tobin where's tobin's number and as he, I'm waiting for him to t t call me back, text me back. And then I look at my thing and I realize I've got this kid's number from last year when my transmission in my other old Chevy truck started acting up. So I called this dude. I said, Hey, come down and pick me up. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. What are you driving? You know, I hang up. She saw on her third cigarette watching me. Now, she's the only employee working at the store because she's got to follow me back in so I can get my Pepsi and my Kit Kat. She starts telling me about all the deer hit on the road. So then I walk out, and and County Mountie's rolling up in a in a half-marked Ford Explorer. And uh, he's looking at my... And by this time, the rest of the antifreeze I had in my truck is on the ground, right? And he said, you having some trouble? And I said, yeah, I just, my radiator's busted. He goes, did you hit a deer? And I said, yeah. And he said, is it off the road? And I said, well, I think. So I sat in there with my Pepsi and my Kit Kat. And I watched this cop talk to this. Now she's back outside smoking again. So I watch her smoke. I don't know how many cigarettes. But then, now, remember, I'm the only, the only two vehicles, three vehicles in the parking lot in, in, 
Mine is the first one. The cop car is way up by the door, and the employee's car is around the building on the other side. You tracking with me? So there's a giant parking lot on what is considered the outer road, but it used to be uh, the old U.S. Highway 54. Now, I only put that in there that it's got two 10-foot concrete lanes and 10 to 12-foot shoulders, okay, that bleed into this parking lot. Across the street is a Baptist church with about three acres of gravel and, and concrete, depending on where you're at. Okay? So, you know, Chester Nimitz could put a battleship in between this thing and not touch a building. And lo and behold, a delivery truck shows up to deliver to Dollar General. Now, I'm sitting there contemplating all my life choices and this dead deer and the antifreeze and and whether I should just try to drive all the way to town because there just ain't enough Kit Kat to sit out there and watch this cop. Now, they're still outside. I'm thinking, my God, was there a money drop or what went on? No, just a cop out there courting this gal. I once said, hey, buddy, you can't afford her. You can't afford her cigarette habit on the county salary. (laughs) They're about eight bucks a pack, buddy. And <laughs> so this professional OTR, over-the-road truck driver, wheels in there. And he ain't even got a full-size 18-wheeler. He's got a single-axle tractor, okay? Okay. And he makes a right-hand turn into this parking lot and almost takes what's left of the front bumper off of my GMC pickup. And he pulls up parallel to the side of that dollar, and he cuts his wheel as hard as he can, and he's trying to what he's trying to do is back up to the back door of this thing, right? But he can't do it because he, you know, it's like parallel parking. He can't do it because he pulled nose in first, you know. Oh, of course, yeah. And I watch this guy struggle and struggle, and I watch that, you know. And it's a, it's a, it's a clutch tractor. It's not, you know, a lot of new ones are automatic, but it's clutch. I'm watching that cab twist and turn as he's as he's manipulating the clutch and the steering wheel and back and forward. And the only thing he keeps doing is getting closer and closer and closer to my pickup, my pickup that's got no radiator fluid in it. And I say to myself, dude, you could, you should have asked me, I would have moved. And now I can't even move because you got me blocked in. And the other thing is the smart money, the smart money would have made a big giant U-turn and all that, U.S. old U.S. highway, you know, ten foot, ten foot, two twelve foot shoulders and three acres of Baptist that that that's got to be blessed. Nobody would have came if you just if you just cut that thing around in the church parking lot and backed it right in there. Okay, but you know, there's a truck driver shortage, so I'm sure that the hiring standards have been reduced to whoever can get us there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so finally, he jumps out of this tractor. Now, watch, the whole time, cigarette girl smoking, and the fat deputy, I wasn't going to say fat, but the deputy is looking. Now, watch wouldn't, him he ha- hold the wouldn't he have to be? He'd have to be, right? I mean, I'm just throwing it out there. You know, I almost, I, I knock on wood, I wasn't going to say he's a big boy, okay? He was, he was, you know what he looked like, but he was friendly. You know what I mean? Almost like, you know how draft horses are always friendly, or sometimes you get big 
goofy looking dogs are always friendly. You know what I mean? Like Clifford, their big red dog or something like that. Yeah. He was so big. He had to be friendly. That's what I, you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. He was so big. He had to be friendly. And truck driver comes walking around and says, Hey buddy, can, can you move that truck? And I said, now there's blood and deer meat. I've got an apparatus on my truck. People think it's a snowplow mount, but it's not. It's a mount to pull it behind an RV. Okay, so it's oh, got these yeah. up where the tow hooks are. But they're they're draped with red flesh of the mammal. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it ain't even dry. They the turn signal is laid out like a like a like a like, the like a gouged out eye in the new James <laughs> Bond movie, and you know I got the yeah the left turn signal is hanging dangling out there. Okay, the uh, uh, the the bumper I you just can't even yeah you know, it's no it's it's junk. But you know what I do because I'm a doer. Okay, I said you bet. And I fired that thing up dry block and I drove right out to the middle of that three acre Baptist parking lot and shut it off about the time my wrecker pulled in there at the same time. My flat, big flatbed tow truck guy. And uh, I wanted that terrible. And he still couldn't jack around. That that extra six, ten foot that I clogged up there, he still couldn't get that tractor around because he didn't get the concept that he needed to start backing in first, not pulling in. You know, he needed to back from the street, not pull into the parking lot and try to back in and, and stay in beside the curb. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So I <laughs> load this truck up and 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 that's when I find out that there's no radiators available for it. Oh jeez. Okay. <laughs> Had it been a half ton, it's a it's a eight eighty one hundred what the text call it eight one. It's a eight point one liter gasoline V eight with an Allison automatic transmission. They didn't make a lot of them, and the transmission's got big lines, and an oil cooler on one side and a transmission cooler on the other. So if it was a Duramax diesel, I'd have had one in that day. If it was a six liter truck, I'd have had one that day. So, uh. I was afoot for a few days, and and every place was out. Even the GM dealer. GM dealer wanted nine hundred eighty bucks. Uh, Advanced Auto wanted twelve hundred sixty, but they couldn't guarantee when it was going to come in. O'Reilly wanted nine hundred eighty and can't guarantee it was going to be here. And it went round and round and round. And I went over to my. I got a brother that drinks a lot, you know. And I almost referred to him as my drunk brother, but my mom and dad listen to this sometime, and I don't want to hear that. But So I went over to one of my brother's house, and he said, well, you know, you ought to just epoxy it. And I said, huh? And he goes, like glue oh, it? Like glue it. He <laughs> said, we fix all kinds of plastic over the plant. Get on YouTube. You know, as he's smoking an $8 cigarette, he's telling me, just glue it, man. So... I go, it's over my nephew's shop, so it's at the white trash garage they call it. And I so I go over to the garage and tell my other brother, my little brother that's there, hey, help me take this thing apart. And 
and I I was searching on YouTube, and these guys epoxy them. So sure enough, we we take his truck apart, which is hard because everything's pushed back. Now the deer didn't quite push it back as far as the uh, Uber driver I hit back in July that didn't have insurance, which is a whole nother story. So <laughs> it was it been softened up by 2008-19 Malibu last summer, but. Did you skewer? Did you skewer the Malibu like you did the deer with the? Uh, Let me tell you, I never told. I never told that story on here. I never heard that story. I, I'm driving in a residential section in town, and when I was growing up, it was a very affluent. I mean, pretty. I mean, it was all brick houses built in the late '60s. And when I was a kid, my mom just pined for one of those things on the west side. And when I was a kid. There was, I don't remember ever, I mean, I rode through those streets as on my bicycle because my grandma lived not too far from there, but I was trying to reflect on whether they had no stop signs back then or they had stop signs and they'd taken them. But I'm, I got this big old four-door pickup, and I, but I, I knock on wood, I drive like an old man most of the time, right? So I just put around and I'm... And I'm putting around up this street, and there's some old people getting out of a handicapped equipped minivan. And I know your brain, I mean, you're the postman, so you see stuff as fast as me, an old cop. And I instinctively went kind of toward the middle of the street and slowed even further down. Kind of helped my little bit. Yeah, because I don't know what's going on. Is this wheelchair going to get away from them or what, you know what I mean? What's, what's going on here? So I'm approaching an intersection. Now I was I've been on the street a dozen times, and the in the perpendicular I'm on the main drag in the perpendicular streets the streets the, the cross streets, the stop signs have been replaced with yield signs. And a week or two before when I was on the street I was like, dude, why did they go through the expense of all them yield signs on this street? Surely were they stops before? Or did you know what I mean? What what would cause the city to put all? I mean, just think of a little quiet place oh, yeah. that nobody should be driving like a nut on. So I'm putting up there, and the, these people are getting out of this minivan, and it's the corner house. And about that time, I look up, and there's a Chevy Malibu in front of me. Quack! I hit her, and I spin her out like G. Now I stop. Now of course, immediately my truck starts sounding like a a damn machine gun. Because what's happened is it's pushed my radiator support and stuff back in my in my fan is in the fan shroud. So I shut it off, and this gal has spun a 180. Her tire, her right rear tire, be her passenger side rear tire, is down the street. It's still rolling. I can see it. You know what I mean? Like a like a like a bouncing rabbit jumping the curb down the hill, and and she's out in the middle of the street and this, you know, it's just, it's cut a complete, it looked like cops. Cause I hit her right in the right rear tire with my big old tow hooks or whatever, you know? And so I'm sitting there and I'm going, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just taking stock and all of a sudden somebody's at my window tapping on my window. Cause I got my air on and, 
my truck, I shut my key off, but when I turn it forward just to check my engine light, my air's blowing still cold. You know how it does. So I put my window down. This old man says, I seen it. She's got a effing yield sign, and she's old. She was getting out of a handicap van. These people drive like nuts, and, you know, he's he's railing on this old gal. And I said, well, he says, is this drivable? I said, yeah, it ought to be. I started up, and he goes, and it's, oh, shut it down, shut it down. You got a fan and something. I said, yeah. I said, well, I'm going to go ahead and pull it across the street. So I started back up, and I pulled it across the street in time. So I get out, and this gal is out in the middle of the street with her phone out on speakerphone, like FaceTiming her counsel. Already. On the interstate. Immediately. I mean, just that, that fast. Okay. So just, I say that fast. Fast, it was enough time for for the wheelchair person to wheel to the end of the sidewalk and the other two people in the handicap van to cross the intersection and come to my truck to make sure I'm okay. Okay. And then the old man was a retired fireman because he's got a fire, you know, one of them fire union hats, International Association of Firefighter hats on or whatever. You know, yeah, oh, yeah, and, yeah. And he says, I don't know, he, you know, I, he says, Did you call somebody? I said, When, well, of course, in the process of driving across the street, I called the non emergency number to the police department, tell them I'm in an accident here. Okay. And of course, they, they check you right off the bat. Is this an emergency? No, if it was an emergency, I'd call 911, lady. Okay. So, the old man, I'm on the phone with the police department. When I hang up, he says, I wonder who they're sending. Because, you know, as a retired fireman, he knows everybody, right? Because his boy's a cop. So I jump out and because the dispatcher says, is everybody okay? I said, I think I, I'm okay, but let me make sure. So that's when I jump out and look at it. She's got FaceTime going just in time to hear whoever she's FaceTime and say, you tell those effing cops that yield signs for him. <laughs> like broadcast across this intersection, right? You know, cool. <laughs> like I'm trying to, I'm, you know, cool. I said, are you okay? The police want to know. She goes, yes, I'm okay. And I said, okay. I, said I called the, the cops. Okay. So I went right back to my truck and jumped right back in. And the guy goes, you want to stand out? I said, nope, dude, I, there ain't nothing going to happen at that intersection that I need to be out there on. You know what I mean? Because now she's pacing out in the street and her pride, hey, this has got a temporary sticker on it. I mean, she just bought it and it's got the little paper sticker. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. The first, I got it's you. not oh, even like yeah. a paper tag, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. And then the front, the front tag is one of them plastic license plates that the big Chevy dealership here in town. So this baby, I, I thought it was brand new. It ended up being a couple years old. So, like I said, I jump back in the truck and keep my mouth shut, right? A few minutes later, I don't know how many, not very many, here come this traffic cop. And there's cops, and then there's traffic cops, okay? There's a difference. First thing he does is wheel up there, and he, he, he drives through the entire intersection, right? He's coming toward me from the front. He gets to the intersection. He makes a right, drives down the block, and comes back up the block like she would have been doing. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
Kind of recreating it. Yep. And then he made a right at the yield side and went down the block and came up the middle of the street like I would have been. And then he made a right, went down the thing, come back. Anyway, just made a big thing and then come out there and flipped his lights on. I think he flipped his lights on, asked if he was okay. I said, yes. He made this big figure eight deal, you know what I mean? And then jumped out and asked me for my driver's license proof insurance. I handed it to him. He walks over and gets her driver's license proof insurance. And she and her FaceTime partner immediately started on him. Okay. I mean, immediately. This dude ain't been on that scene. You know, it's Ju- I think it was July. It might have been June, July, August. It was hot. He was, I don't want to stereotype the modern cop, right? I was the two generation to go cop. You know, I was a young guy with flat top haircut and big. This guy is little. He's stout. His head is shaved. And he's got like one and a half full sleeve. I've been to Ramadi on this sleeve, and I've been to Afghanistan on this sleeve. On his, you know, all this Army, Marine Corps stuff just rippling down these big old forearms and biceps and stuff. You know what I mean? So when I see gentlemen look like that, I just shut up because you don't know what the trigger's going to be. Does that make sense? I mm-hmm. mean, it could, you know what I mean? I know that sounds <laughs> terrible to say, dude, but you know what I mean? Because I've told you stories about my World War II grandpa and my Korean grandpa, you know, these guys that just, they and, just and looked, look, look, they trying looked to be, for an excuse. Trying to, looked, be pol- trying to be politically correct, but he, he has little man's disease. <laughs> Well, not only little man's, yet I don't want to say necessarily little man's disease, but some of these guys got a lot of, you know what I mean? I, I, some of these kind guys. Kind of frustration? Well, I mean, you, you know, I mean, if you've been in the war a couple of times, you don't know what the trigger's going to be that they, you know, <laughs> no. might flash back. But all that's to say is he's got this gal, the other driver, and, 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 the, and, the, and I want to say counsel, because I can't say legal counsel, because come find out that. The gal on the phone wasn't a lawyer. So the gal on the phone is trying to tell the cop what went on. Finally, he's just got to say, hey, ma'am, you just need to, I'm going to deal with the driver here. If you want, you're supposed to come and get her. Yeah. Well, you need to come and get her, but it's none of your business. And then the, the driver was like, no, 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 it is her business because she's my best friend and she was a criminal justice major and she knows what's going on. <laughs> so. Dude, I'm telling you, this cop. So then she showed up. This other gal showed up. And he's trying to take some measurements. He's trying to draw a little bit. And he come over and he asked me, he said, did you stop? I said, no. She seems, she says, the only reason why she went across the intersection is she thought you were stopping at the curb. And I said, you know, I was driving very slow. And I seen all these old people, these two old people by this shade tree and that wheelchair person getting out of the van. So I got in the middle of the street and I slowed, I mean, I, I slowed down to a crawl because I was worried about, you know, the geriatric machine there. It could have been the president, could have been the pres, new president, you know, I think for all I know. Right. So I roll up there and, and, and so now she has, cause what he's showed her that there's a yield sign. He did not believe her when she said the yield signs were for me because they're not facing me. They're facing her. Then she went to, she thought I was going to stop because 
uh, I was driving so slow. And then she went to, she didn't see the yield signs because the tree branches were hanging down. Because some of these older houses got these giant shade trees, right? Yeah. So she, it was three strikes and you're out, lady. So tow truck comes to haul my pickup away once again, right? Or the first time. And I get a call. I get her insurance information. And when I go to make a claim, of course, they, they act, you know, they won't talk to you until they get the police report, right? Now, of course, they tell me, we're just turning on your insurance. Well, I just got liability because I'm driving a 20-year-old pickup, right? And I got teenagers. I don't pay for full coverage on that thing. So get the copy of the police report. Her insurance company, had, for three for three times, and in, in I've talked to them over a span of about 10 or 12 days, they basically told me, hey, she was driving for, I think it was actually Uber Eats. She wasn't supposed to, supposed to, uh, the first two times I said, hey, you take it up with your insurance. I said, I just got liability. Well, sucks to be you. And the third time they said, hey, this is the deal. She doesn't have coverage because she was using her job, her car for work, uh, for Uber Eats. And we don't have to cover her because she's using that car for work. And I said, okay. So I, I had, when I had it towed, I had it towed over my nephew's the white trash garage. And we beat it out, and I took the lower fan shroud out because I wasn't going to get nothing out of this mess. And I fixed it the best I could, and I was driving it. And about a week, you know, three weeks after the class, they called me and said, hey, sorry, uh, take it to get a – we're going to have to pay for your truck. Take it to get a estimate. I tried to get an estimate. It's been a body shop. In the middle of COVID, no body shops would write me an estimate because uh, they would say, well, just give us your insurance estimate. And I said, well, the insurance won't come and send an adjuster out because of COVID. They want to go off yours. You know, it just goes on and on. I had to take about 15, 20 pictures with my phone and send it to these people. And they, it, and I don't want to say what insurance company it was because one of these days I might have sponsors. But this insurance <laughs> company finally, <laughs> <laughs> they wrote me this estimate from 700 miles away and said, we're going to pay you this. Will you take it? And I said, yeah. What, I mean, what am I going to do? Yeah. I'm driving the truck for Christ's sake, you know? And uh, so when me and my brother fast forward to this deer, kind of the same deal. The tow truck guy says, well, you're just going to turn in your insurance. I said, no, I got liability. Toes it to my nephews. My nephew says, well, you're just going to turn in your insurance. No, I just got liability. What's with all these young punks with, with all these full coverages? So when we start doing an autopsy on it, it's, it's, it's underneath the busted up deer grill. It's sustained a lot of, you know, everything's jacked up a little bit in the radiator support and my, my, my front end, uh, you know, there's some, there's some, a lot more damage in these guys that don't realize I hit an Uber person last year, kept saying, my God, how'd you, how big was this deer? And <laughs> I said, Bigfoot, I didn't stop, you know? <laughs> I don't even know where uh, I was going with that. Hey, so to end result, I'm going to shorten it up because I know you guys are tired of listening to me ramble on. Um, I get on YouTube in between my brother's cigarettes and, and telling me his world. And sure enough, these guys are epoxy these radiators. So I take the radiator out. I bought buy this JB Weld 
radiator repair kit and an extra thing of silicone or uh, two-part epoxy. It's cracked down there where the uh, in the lower left side, right where the drain cock is. I fix it with the radiator repair kit. I then I take the drain cock out and I fill the inside with two-part epoxy, and I let it set overnight. Well, the next morning I get an alert that says because I went to Rock Auto and and looked at all these radiators. That rate, the generic, the aftermarket, not the $1,000 GM, but the uh, the $400 China Mart one was in. Do you want it? So I thought, I better buy that in case, because it's going to take eight days to get here. I better go ahead and buy it in case this epoxy doesn't fit work right. There's no way $12 worth of epoxy is going to fix an $800 radiator. And I epoxied it, and you know that red and radiator is riding around in the back seat, and it still ain't started leaking yet. Unbelievable. So uh, now yeah. I thought, well, maybe I should send the $400 rate generic radiator back, but then i got to pay $60 in shipping. And, it, you know, if i got the only one, what happens if this thing cracks next week after I send the old one back, the new one back? So that's, that's my world, you know. People think when you're famous, like me and you, that, that – it's all roses and sunshine, and it ain't some days. You know what I mean? Well, um, before we jump off here, I'll tell you the last time—the last time I hit a deer that caused yeah. damage. Uh-huh. I was—it's uh, been a long time ago because I was working <clears throat> on our farm, so I'm out there. It's harvest time, it's Friday night, and I don't—I don't see very well at dusk. Okay, I'm—you know—my eyesight's failing. And I'm driving back to the farm in one of the farm pickup trucks. And this deer, I mean, I'm not even 30 yards from pulling in the barnyard. That's how close I am to just being scot-free. And this deer runs out. And, of course, I don't, I, I can't see it because I'm heading west. There's whatever sun's there is in my eyes. and So I just plaster it. And I pull into the driveway. And, um. My stepdad, who's a great, great dude, great sense of humor. He comes, uh, he, uh, he's on the, he's in the tractor out in the field. So I got to call him on the FM back. This is how long ago we were using FM radios. We hadn't even started using cell phones. Right. I said, I'm here in the driveway. I said, I just hit a deer. So he's like, oh my God. He goes, we'll call the sheriff. He goes, because I'm going to have to do a report, do a report. So the sheriff gets there. And of course, you know, we, everybody knows the sheriff and stuff because we're out in the country and whatever. And <laughs> the sheriff gets on the FM, the deputy, and tells him, you know, hey, I'm here. I'm filing a report. And my stepdad comes back over the FM radio and says, well, he goes, you might want to just go ahead and throw Shane in the back and take him to jail before his mom finds out that he hit, hit the deer because she's probably going to kill him. And I'm a gr- I mean, I'm a grown man. Well, I, I it's thought embarrassed it was... to me that my mom's gonna <laughs> gonna, gonna kill you over this. It's gonna kill me over a, over an old one of the old farm trucks. <laughs> well, she's she's like most. Women, she's worried about every dollar, ain't she? You know, worried about every and, dollar. You know, embarrassed ahead. of her, an embarrassed of her son. 
Well, I was going to say that just dates you anymore. They don't even send the cops out for a uh, car deer wreck. There's so many of them around here. I know. I know. Yeah, uh, that's, hey, that ain't the only thing that dates me, but whatever, you know. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes you're the deer and sometimes you're the windshield or the grill. Right? And what they say? <laughs> Something like that. Uh-huh. So. Bug, bug or deer, one or the other. You know what I'm talking about. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs>